chaos is everywhere. What's going on? Ta-da! Oh, I forgot. I was going to say the thing. I'm trying to make your thing, and then I forgot the thing because I'm getting old, and that's kind of segues nicely into this episode. Nice. I think you did it, though, because I think you said, hey, what do you know? No, I thought, like, I literally had a moment where it blanked out until you just said it. I didn't know the whole phrase. You just said, hey. Um, anyway... Uh, welcome to the first episode, which is not the first episode because it's the bank episode, but this is the first episode we're recording under this particular heading of uh, We Are Chaos. Oh, dun, dun, dun. Uh, yeah, this won't be the first episode of that you're going to hear because um, this is a bank episode, like I said. So Yeah, it's not going to be aired on Star Wars Day. That would be sacrilegious. So. Yeah, we're not doing anything Star Wars related, just other 70s sci-fi movies. Um, yeah, and today we're discussing, well, how should I put this? Episode 2, Part 1, I guess, the best way to do it. It's called Logan's mm. Run of the show on HBO Max, uh, Close Enough, which is very much, what would regular show be like if uh, Rigby, not Rigby, Mordecai grew up and became a human being, basically, is what it seems like. Yeah, that was basically the pitch of it was, what if they could do regular show, but make it more for you know, teens and adults versus the in-betweens. Right. And I think they did a good job, although I do I do miss, like, a Rigby-esque character. Maybe just have a raccoon that he can talk to or something. I don't know. Anyway, um, so, yeah, since this is sort of your idea, how about you give the rundown of what the episode is, and then we can discuss it more. So, <clears throat> as the show does, there's no real intro, because even after the first couple episodes, they don't kind of think. You open on a couple and basically they get have a child and they somehow found a way to have the child have a babysitter and then they realize as soon as the child is gone after like a two second thing of like oh i'm gonna miss my baby they're like oh my gosh they haven't had a day where they don't have like parenthood responsibilities in five years so they do this little montage of kind of going crazy but it's not really because they started off with saying, oh, we should run errands. So they had this whole little montage of them getting all of these like trivial things that are, you know, not important, but because they're doing them alone and don't have to juggle three or four different things at the same time they love. But because they live with a divorced couple and one of them is a very still specific, like wants to stay young and is very active on Instagram and things like that she points out that they have their first day off and what do they do? They like have hoodies on and snuggies and watch some British baking show. And <clears throat> she basically makes a comment saying that they're old and they hate that, that, uh, that moniker cause they don't want to feel like they're getting old. And they then after a minute or so decide to desperately go to her to this new club called Logan's. Mm-hmm. And then at the club, Things seem kind of normal, but a little bit off um, where they just kind of, you know, trying to prove that they're not old and have a good time. And then after, you know, a a little while, it seems like, you know, all of the young people are there and uh, the uh, 
one divorcee that was, you know, very Instagram friendly sees a YouTuber. So she's immediately going to, uh, you know, talk to them, ditch the friend group. And then the two, the couple decide to, you know, have some drinks, try to have fun. And then uh, some crazy, insane things ensue where uh, they find out that the club is specifically for young people and it has to be people under 30 because there's a, a couple bits that basically explain um, he IDs people, the main bartender IDs people, and if they're over 30, they're a VIP, which we find out is not a good thing. It's a very irrelevant person, not a very important person. And they get, they get sent off into a crystal rock chair, and then a fan starts. The fan kind of slowly sucks them up, and then you realize that the fan kills them. And then... Which is... <laughs> well, it's interesting because um, we can get to the specific like movie that they're referencing overall, but that very much references another '70s movie, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yes, it does. Without the fizzy lifting drinks. Yep. Exactly. Oh. So, yeah. so, so then, yeah. So they realize, oh no, this club is really horribly wrong, and uh-huh. they're all over thirty because you know they went there to try to prove that they're not old, but they realize partway through that they are old because the other bit that comes through is. You know, um, at one point they're do having a good time and they start to get tired and the bartender flips the light switch and then they're like, oh, you know, they think, oh, it's time to go. And he finds out, oh, no, no, it was an accident. And they still have like four hours before midnight. So um, they then try to convince everyone there so that they don't get chopped up into a, a, a blade that they are not old by stealing some people's clothes and trying to do some weird hip and trendy things like just wearing a uh uh what's the thing that people used to wear in the 80s fanny Um, pack fanny pack but like as an article of clothing um and then as often does when we learn about the one character which alex is the other divorcee he has a lot of uh mental breaks so he just kind of decides life's not worth living anymore he wants to become an old person so that he can die because he's lived his life. He doesn't want to be old. He just wants to die. And then uh, the two characters are like, whoa, 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 maybe you should slow that down. And he's like, no. And then even to, they kind of find ways to make him boost his ego a little bit. And then he realizes, oh, I do want to live. And, and throughout that process, because they kind of build that up, they, the barkeep references the movie that, that the episode is named after. And Alex, who's, you know, now has, even though he's floating towards the fan, trying to uh, save his life, now realizes that is a movie from the 70s. And if, you know, the bartender was killing everyone under 30, that would make him a lot older than 30. And then more shenanigans ensue. And uh, uh, the episode basically ends with them being, uh, them finding a way out. And also the guy who convinced that he's, you know, he was born somewhere in the seventies or before that um, <laughs> is actually, it's kind of assumes that he's either beat to death or something by all the, the cool younger kids. Yeah. There was then, a broken bottle involved. He was <laughs> slaughtered by all those. And, children. and then the other thing that they referenced real between was at the end of their crazy drunken nights, as most people could probably relate to, they went to like their favorite breakfast place that they could go to at like 3 AM and have the specific, chocolate chip pancakes and the last thing of the episode which is kind of like the lesson in between is they go to the pancake place to wrap everything up and what what a crazy night and they're disappointed in the taste of the pancakes right wait 
which by the way, I, w- I said that to you, I wish it happened to me because I've now become a diabetic and I just ate chocolate chip pancakes like a couple of days ago. And Dude, they there's were never the- a wrong time for chocolate chip pancakes. Never. <laughs> When your body doesn't create enough insulin anymore, that's the wrong time for chocolate chip pancakes. Uh, you could go, you could go to the whole like Alex thing and be like, "No, I've lived my life." Or like <laughs> I used to have, um, I worked with a guy that's lactose intolerant, but I worked with ice cream, and uh, he would just kind of like let everyone suffer once a month because he loved ice cream, even though his body literally told him no. That's one good thing about my uh, my genetic history. My family allergies. is basically all from the region where you don't become lactose intolerant. Like every bit of my family history says, nope, you're good. You can eat dairy until the day you die. Doesn't matter. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know if, I don't know how much you know about that, but that's like one of the last evolutionary traits in humans, like started about 10,000 years ago. So there's a very specific Northern European population that never become lactose intolerant, but you're supposed to that's how all other animals work it's just a weird genetic trick that is only found in northern europeans basically it's such a weird mammal thing because like part of the thing that makes a mammal a mammal is like you know the whole like you must like eat and literally drink milk from a breast like Mm -hmm. at some point which also is referenced in that episode by the way so good weird (laughs) tangential um no, but is if you it? think about it, all mammals, like the way it's supposed to set up is like when you get to a certain age, it's your body doesn't process milk anymore because you're not supposed to get nutrients past that growing that stage way. from milk, right? It's only like that one society, maybe a couple of others, but like Asian um, people, uh, people in, uh, in Native Americans, all of them have a gene where they do become lactose intolerant because that's what you're supposed to do when you get older. It's just oh. 10,000 years ago or so. I know I don't think it's just Northern Europeans. It might be Africans too, but I'd have to look it up. I know for a fact though, it's because my family, it's like, you know, Germans, English, we're all very tolerant of lactose because of that little weird, you know, change. So I think you made a bunch of farmers scared and cry. <laughs> Which farmeries? But just like all the ones that are like, I'm struggling now and you're telling me like Mother Nature is just going to be like, hey, we're going to make even less people want you. I mean, people, (laughs) as your friend, people still eat the dairy. It's just it makes them sick. There's just some of us that can do it without getting sick. That's That's true. There's the American way is like, even though your body is literally telling you, you shouldn't put this inside of you. People are just like, ah, fuck it. And all of this, even though it does seem like a very big, uh, detour actually fits perfectly into the overall theme of at a certain point you just realize you're old because uh, that is a big thing that can happen is becoming lactose intolerant later um so let's see i'm trying to think of okay so the movie it's referencing i think we said it earlier is logan's run well, which the name of the episode yeah well logan's run i don't know why they did it that way but yeah, Logan's Run is the name of the movie. And if you've ever watched, you watch early Family Guy, there's an episode where Brian has like a dream sequence, which is basically them recreating a scene from the movie. And uh, what happens in the movie is a chip goes off when you turn, I think it is 30. When you turn 30, a chip goes off and then the authorities know to come and get you. And the idea of the movie is him trying to get away from the city, which is where everybody lives. Um, Cause it's all futuristic. See, you know, and um, 
that so there's that reference it's basically just a you know one-on-one reference to it there's also a really funny reference to it in the simpsons where they are um watching mtv like spring break and uh, the girl on stage is like hi i'm you know heather or whatever and then like a chip goes off in her hand it's like no i'm only 25 and then she goes off stage that's what that's that's what that's about Yes, I know exactly. Like, I don't know what an episode it is, but like the fact that you described that, like, I know exactly what reference that is now. Like, I never got that. So, yep, that's thank a Logan you, reference. for finally giving me something that I didn't know. Oh, so yeah, there you go. There's two references right off the bat, which I've never seen the movie, but I know where they're where it came from. So, and then of course Willy Wonka with, like, he had to have thought of the Willy Wonka thing because it's right in that age range where you know you get chopped up by the fan. It's right there. So, um, but yeah, this is the first time I've watched the show and I like, it took me a while to uh, start regular show when you suggested it too. And then I like binged it. I have a feeling now I probably will be binging uh, close enough because yeah, no, it's, it's just same thing, not the same thing, but it's like, it's got a lot of that sensibility, mm-hmm. but it's really obviously speaking to my age range. Mm-hmm. So might as we well. did perfect timing because there's now the third season just came out like two weeks ago. So there's three seasons of this show out now. Cool. That works for me. So yeah, that's just a good thumbs up from your friends here. Um, trying to think. I did like a lot of some of the other touches. Uh, just different stuff. When they start drinking the tea at the very beginning, <laughs> and I don't even know the character's name. But I know he's played by... Um, uh, Jason Menzukis, <laughs> he he comes out of the closet with the giant ear, uh, like funnel thing. <laughs> yes. This is another reference to him being old. <laughs> oh, which is funny though, because like as the show goes, you might not point to that because he's just a very odd character. So like it doesn't it doesn't tip its hand too far because he's just that weird. Like he lives yeah. in a closet and he's totally fine with that. So like seeing an old tiny thing is more just like he's a little kooky versus he's old than the lavender daytime tea or whatever yeah and that they all get excited for it's like oh no he's yeah, very his name is alex for... dorpenberger that makes sense he's very good at playing weird he's also in um big mouth where he plays uh the i think his name is jason maybe more correctly but he plays like the weird magician kid and part one of his side stories is he has very in-depth relationships with pillows like like they talk to him and he talks back it's it's very odd and then and then the other show i always think of him from is uh the good place he he shows up as like a half created like sentient computer it's really really weird for like the last like three seasons he's always a part of it and really funny um yeah anyway so there's some there's some ties to that because he's been a consistent cameo like the voiceover they used him a lot he's a pretty famous voice actor now as far as cartoons and stuff concerned because for regular show they used him quite a bit he was a kind of reoccurring character Mm -hmm. um and then in the movie because they made a movie he's technically the main antagonist um but like it's a different character so I should watch the movie because I know I saw it, but I think I only watched it once. He's a volleyball coach. Well. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yep. <laughs> but um, yeah, his whole that that guy, his like shtick, is just being that really weird guy. Because even the first thing I saw him from was the show The League, which you would have no interest in except for it's funny. 
Um, it was about a group of friends that have a fantasy football league and basically tear each other apart. At like the end of like season four, he shows up as this character, Rafi. And basically it's just like how crazy coked up weird can someone get? And like right. he takes a cake and he shits on that cake. Like it's just <laughs> the most gross, grotesque. And also he was in uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He was Adrian yep. Demento. So all of those characters are essentially the same person. <laughs> yeah, no, he's very like he he's very specific, but he does it very well. Um, I don't know if he's been typecast, but yeah, everything he pops up in, he's always the eccentric guy because he's also in Parks and Rec. He, he's like the local businessman who um, like became famous with colognes and he always shows up and is basically the biggest asshole businessman he can be. Oh yeah, in the later seasons. Okay, I remember that. <laughs> yep. I forget what his name is, but I just remember there was an episode where I think he wants to uh, spray what's basically acid onto a group of protesters <laughs> outside of his building. So Yes, I do remember that episode, and even though I remembered Adrian P- Pimento and a couple of the other ones, I'm sorry I can't remember the uh, Parks and Rec name that he had for that character. I want to say it's something like something Feinstein because it's something that sounds Jewish. Well, yeah, that's part of his shtick is he's always he's even to like league and stuff like that. I think he is because like he knows a lot of like random Jewish like tradition heritage and stuff like that. So I think almost like I think it's a requ- like requirement. Like in order for me to voice this character, I have to have Jewish in me. Yeah. Well, he uh, in real life he's Greek at Menzukis. So he's uh yeah. Just I also know him from a podcast that I don't want to talk about because they do what we do but better. So <laughs> so um anyway. Um, but yeah, back to the show in general. I like, I really love the reference. I love it, reminded me of something that just happened the other day because it doesn't usually hit me very hard. But like, if it can sneak up on me, I can get just as like bummed out as anybody else. Uh, I was watching a uh, TikTok actually about somebody talking about black holes because that's the kind of nerd I am. <laughs> and they were basically saying that like, oh yeah, we found a bunch of black holes. Not as many as you'd think. We found the first one in like in the 1970s. So basically 50 years ago, yeah. I was like, fuck. <laughs> like, I wasn't even alive for the 70s, but immediately went, my brain was 30 and then she said 50. I was like, oh, it got me. Like it came in from the side and got me in the side. Well, that's oh. a trending thing right now. And they're like, ah, oh, 30 years ago. And they're like, you mean this? I'm like, no, 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 the 90s. And you're like, oh. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, usually I can, like, a, I don't know if there's a mental block I can put up that protects me. But that one just came out of nowhere because I was in space, you know, nerd mode. Mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking. Agent oh. age stuff will come, come from anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it'll keep getting worse. Uh, besides the glorifying review, any anything else like besides the references and stuff that stuck out? I feel like I've already sold you on the show, which is good. I did yeah. nothing. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. I think that's about it. Like, I appreciate the references, and I really did like get exactly what I would imagine how they sold it. How you told me they sold it. It is just regular shows for people in their late twenties, early thirties. And that's, you know, that's a really cool thing to have because, well, that's what I am. So, yeah, big uh, endorsement on this show. And I hope everybody gives it a watch. And I will definitely be watching more of it myself. Woo. Woo. And then for people that didn't know, just because I I did name drop, it's by the uh, artist illustrator, J.G. Quintel. 
mm-hmm. who did the regular show, and he voices as uh, Jonathan reference. He voices Mordecai as his main thing in regular show, and he voices Josh as the main character. And then he does a lot of the other side voices too, because um, yeah. he also it makes sense when you're a cartoonist can do some other kind of throw in between voices where he actually puts it in sort of their characters. Yeah. No, he's a, he's a very talented guy and like he has a very good roster of just people that just from these two shows, just the roster of people I've seen him work with. Like he has a good bench to pull from because one of the main characters in regular show, if you haven't listened to any of our episodes is voiced by Mark Hamill. Mm-hmm. And that alone is just amazing because he is, I, I don't even, at this point, I know he's still Luke Skywalker, but like, I is really do think, Joker, really Skywalker, <laughs> so many I, iconic things. Oh, that's the thing. I think I think of him more as a voice actor now, even though, yeah, he's Luke Skywalker and he did play the trickster, which is a really interesting thing. I don't know if you ever watched the uh, Flash TV show. But he was a villain on there, and he played the trickster instead of the Joker. But it's kind of the Joker, but it's not the Joker. It's it's a very it's a very weird meta kind of villain for him. Uh, and I, there was a there was a thing. And I think that might be related to it, but like I don't know if it was the Flash or not. But there there's literally a cartoon bit that went around the internet a couple of years ago, where mm-hmm. Mark Hamill as the Joker is talking to Mark Hamill as the Mirror Master. And there's like five different Mark Hamels all in a car talking to each other, and they're not Mark <laughs> Hamill. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I, I wish I could remember the other characters, but like literally, it was like the Joker and four other bad guys in a car, right. and they're all Mark Hamill. <laughs> well, anyway, so there's a good reference, and I hope everybody enjoyed. Uh, you know, watch the show, and then if you want to hear our review. Great. I probably should have said that at the beginning, but whatever. If you haven't watched yet, go watch this episode. It's really fun. Um, all right. So, yeah, this will be a bonus episode. I have no idea when it's coming out. Monday, of course, will be Star Trek of some kind. If it comes out in like for the next month or so when we're watching it, it might even be a Star Trek movie because that is coming up pretty quickly on us as we're recording. Uh, but other than that, you know, check out Wednesday's show for anything you know watch along related or every other week uh current professional wrestling related and um yeah like i said this is technically the first recording of we are chaos because discussion it will go under that banner but i think we'll probably do regular episodes before i end up putting this out as a bank show so technically the first but not the first but yes the first so kind of fits with our whole theme of just never doing things in the right order. So this is true. All right. And we're going to go record another bank show. That's going to involve Disney and dark magic. And that's all I'm going to tell you, but it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. So keep your eyes open. Oh, I forgot to do my stuff. Thanks Derek Bowman for the theme song. Uh, Follow us on Twitter at last or at, uh, Chaos Pod Show, follow me at Last Gilchrist One on Twitter or at Last Gilchrist on TikTok. Um, and yeah, write the show with any suggestions, concerns, comments, you know, recipes, uh, uh, other stuff. Yeah, it's uh, Chaos Pod Show. Let us know if you're lactose intolerant. Yeah, let, like tell us your horror stories. I won't read them, but I'll make one of the other two people read them and then 
they can just be in because I don't really hmm. like to hear other people's potty stories, but they'll read them for me. That's fine. <laughs> <clears throat> Have a good night, everybody. We will see you soon. And in, re- in regards to, you know, everything we talked about, the fact that, you know, milk was involved, the fact that the whole thing was about staying young, stay thirsty out there. <laughs>